0: Welcome to the CEO of Destiny Podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre
1: J. Benjamin.
0: Um,
2: Well, thank you for being on the podcast. I'm excited. I want to make sure to maximize our time. Uh, Welcome to the CEO of Destiny Podcast. I'm your host, Andre J. Benjamin. I have the privilege and the honor of having Mr. Seth Levine and Elizabeth McBride on the podcast to talk about their amazing new book, The New Builders Face to Face with the True Future of Business. Uh, This book, as I mentioned in our pre-conversation, definitely caught my attention because of just the title is very provocative. Can you speak a little bit first off about who you are uh, and the work that you're engaged in? And then let's jump right into the book's content.
1: So I'm Elizabeth McBride. I'm a longtime business journalist. Uh, His work's been published in Forbes, MIT Tech Review, The Washington Post, many other places. I'm the founder of a new publication that is covering the diverse world of entrepreneurship. It's called Times of Entrepreneurship. And I am also now the co-author with Seth of The New Builders. Um, I met Seth when we were both working. I was based in Jerusalem doing some work on the Palestinian economy and met him there. Um, And uh, the work we're both engaged in really, I would say fundamentally is about um, putting a spotlight on these important um, business owners who don't get enough credit um, or power in the economy.
0: Absolutely. And I'm, I'm Seth. Uh, by day, I'm a venture capitalist. I co-founded a venture firm based in Boulder, Colorado, called Foundry Group, uh, and we manage a little over three billion dollars. Uh, we invest in directly into companies. We also invest in a lot of venture funds. Uh, we've got a pretty big portfolio. I, I co-founded the firm in 2006. Before that, I worked for a large Palo Alto-based uh, venture capital firm. So I've been in I've been in the venture industry for about 20 years. Um, and it's given me a really interesting perch from which to, to see the sort of development of our entrepreneurial economy, but also led me to realize um, how uh, myopic in some ways the, the sort of venture only lens is uh, to the economy. And, and one of the things that Elizabeth and I sort of have always bonded over since we met, you know, this, this shared interest in, in Palestine um, were entrepreneurs that were a little outside of the mainstream, a little outside of the limelight. Uh, maybe not covered by the, the business press. And, and at some point we were in Boulder together. Elizabeth came through and, and we were just sitting in my office, just, just kind of talking. Um, and we thought, you know, wouldn't it be fun to write a book about some of these entrepreneurs that, that aren't really covered in the mainstream press. Um, and we thought it would be a pretty lighthearted look at the the new face of entrepreneurship and and, uh, and some really interesting entrepreneurs. But as we dug into our research, um, we discovered some trends, we'll talk about in a minute, that were very alarming. Um, and we realized that uh, these stories needed to be told because um, our, our, our entrepreneurial economy, broadly defined, is starting to die. Um, and so, so we decided to write that book, uh, which is what became The New Builders. And, and then, of course, in the middle of, of, of writing it, really the sort of end of the research phase, right as we were starting our writing, uh, COVID hit. And COVID, of course, affected new builder businesses significantly more than it affected other businesses. And, and the urgency became even greater. And so we furiously wrote it uh, really essentially last summer. Uh, we wrote the entire manuscript between June and basically the end of October uh, of 2020, really knowing that we needed to get these stories out.
2: It uh, it definitely caught my attention. Uh, thank you for sharing a little on your background. It caught my attention because I I believe that all we do here is a, a general narrative, so to speak, regarding um, you know, whiz kid out of Silicon Valley, you know, parents' garage, dropped out of college, nobody believed in them, but they were, you know, they were this maverick that set out to change the world, to cause disruption, and to break things fast, you know. And then they've got this large behemoth of a company now, and everybody's supposed to want to work there. Yet we don't hear about the day-to-day businesses that people start that are right there in the that you're more likely to run into. I mean just let's just be real. Big we 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 do have the effects of big business and yes through uh this whole global modification we've been gone go, going through, people have probably utilized these bigger services a lot more than they would because of the constrictions and the modifications. But on the day to day, you're you're in, you're exchanging and doing so much commerce with regular businesses. Um so I, I wanted to talk about why did you pick the title first off? Well, it's 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 a provocative title, and I know you talked about um, you know the work with the Palestinian business owners and whatnot, but why the new builders, you know, and why the 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 um, the true future of business?
1: Well, um, I you know I think one of the central missions of the book is um, to to it It's hard to articulate this in in the way that i that I feel it, and I think we feel it um because I don't believe that you know in the in the idea of empowering people and I don't believe that that I have power as a gift to give others, um, but I do what we wanted to do in this was to recognize and to really push hard provocatively for other people to recognize the value of the new builders um, of this generation of entrepreneurs who are the vast majority of entrepreneurs actually that people don't see clearly and and the part of it where it gets difficult is i think that too many of them have internalized that message that you were describing right that the only entrepreneurs of worth are the ones in tech businesses, building big businesses, um, and so part of our mission also was, as we engaged in all with all these entrepreneurs, was to kind of remind them of how important they are. And then, you know, face to face with the true future of business, that's just us. <laughs> I mean, that's us really trying to drive the point home, right? That the narrative, the overall narrative, is is pretty mistaken.
2: Um, I um, love how you flesh that, out that let's talk how a little we bit came up with
1: that name.
2: Let's talk a little bit about definitions. Thank you for that. I, I wanted to uh I love how you guys flesh out beyond the John Baptiste definition of entrepreneur, which I have always been fond of, but I like how you uh talked about the being an undertaker of an adventure and uh, like an innovator and an inventor and this these words are not really connected to entrepreneurship. I, I just, I, I, when you think entrepreneur, uh, there is an image that does pop up in our mind that has been what we've seen in about the last, you know, 20, 30 years, primarily, I think it's really intensified with um, the, just as you talk about the rise of Silicon Valley, the running parallel with that and just seeing how much money is is pumped into the venture capital narrative and how you have to move to the bay area if you want to get some traction that's why of course realistically we we, you know we um uh reach out to people and have people on as guests but of course i that caught my attention as well that you weren't living in the valley i said okay well (laughs) now i really want to hear from him because it's not going to be the same stuff it's 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 different i you know he can he could live there if he wanted to but there's a there's a reason so uh It's almost like a pioneer, one would say, of adding value to society in a distinct manner. Can you please contrast the new corporate view of entrepreneur and almost the uh, exaltation of Silicon Valley?
0: Absolutely. I think this is one of the key takeaways of the book is the the dangerous way in which Silicon Valley has overtaken our, our view of the word entrepreneur. Um, it's narrowed our definition of entrepreneur. It's narrowed our definition of the types of people that are entrepreneurs, um, and it's it's giving people it's taking agency away from people who are who are entrepreneurial. And we talk about we talk a little bit about the history of entrepreneur, uh, the word uh, entrepreneur. Um, and we talk about sort of the history of, of how it got narrowed. Um, and and really, I mean, you know, 400 years ago and really up until the 80s, entrepreneur was a, a very broad term. And it meant uh, or referred to anyone who was starting a business, right? Whether that was, you know, back in the day, a farrier, or a blacksmith or the, the corner shopkeeper. Um, but in the 80s, it was really Reagan um, who... Um, took over the word entrepreneur and and started using it really as a tool for diplomacy. He thought it was a good, uh, sort of counterpoint to communism, uh, to, to expound the virtues of entrepreneurship, and in and, and particular, technology entrepreneurship. And of course, Reagan had been governor of California. So he had seen the rise of Silicon Valley, uh, which incidentally was very much a government-fueled rise, um, which maybe we can talk about later. Nothing wrong with that, but just the history is forgotten somewhat. Um, and he, uh, he, he realized, I think correctly, that there was a great power in utilizing this word entrepreneur as a tool for diplomacy and contrasting it with you know what he saw as the evils of communism and and um and he did it very effectively but the byproduct of that was um that that we narrowed our definition of entrepreneur to mean technology entrepreneur and and that's that's really a shame because there are wonderful entrepreneurs working all over the country who are new builders um, and you know, we we tried in this book to to give them agency, to give them voice, and and to kind of you know shed a, a, a sort of a light on uh, shine a light on on the work that they're doing, and and frankly the value that they're bringing to our society. And and this idea, which is really a Silicon Valley idea, based on the Silicon Valley model, which obviously I understand extremely well, but but that all businesses need to have a goal of growing big. You know, it's sort of like the adjunct to this this challenge of, of Silicon Valley taking over the definition of entrepreneurship. Um, and that's just simply not the case. There's wonderful value to be had in businesses that start small and remain small. And um, we tell a lot it's of stories a, about why that's the case in the book.
2: So it's not just scale to sell. You're not just scaling for an exit. Uh, it's, you're not scaling for, you know, get as big as you can and then get your exit and, and, and then go launch another product. That, thank you for, thank you for that. I, I'm, I'm talking tongue in cheek because that's, that is what we were always seeing. We're always seeing that. I mean, even when you watch a show like Shark Tank, and of course that it's basically like, you know, your Inquirer brand of how things really happen because it's just kind of given into a popcorn format. But even with the idea of that, we would watch it with our children and it became vastly one of our favorite shows because we like to discuss, we have an 11 year old and an eight year old and a four-year-old, but the 11-year-old and the eight-year-old in particular, there was a period where it was coming on Friday evenings and it became, my wife and I would sit down and watch it because it would just be good you know, noise in the background and just discuss. And then our kids started getting into it and they start talking about whether this is a good deal or not, or should the business owner not try to scale so fast? Should they hold on to it? And should they sell all the equity? So it became a good conversation piece. But even with that, that idea of there would be a, a group of people that are signing off on your future telling you that um, you basically have to give us everything if you, wanted to, if you want to go somewhere and your goal needs to be to go big or, or really do go home. So uh, I do, uh, I, I, I like the, the uh, cause it is historical as well, the idea that change, true change happens from the bottom up rather than the top down this grassroots uh, movement of
0: that Uh, thank you for listening to today's episode do us a favor if this was useful in any way for you please go to itunes and leave us a review reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast if you'd like more information and to receive a free download rediscover your destiny go to ceo of destiny.com thanks again and tune in next time